This podcast is brought to you by jewishpodcasts.org. Start your very own podcast today at jewishpodcasts.org. I go to Arab Shabbos, hope everyone is well. This week's parish passage is Yisrael. The Torah tells us about Matan Torah, Kabbalah Satayra, the time when the Jewish people were gathered together, unified at the mountain at Harsinai to get, to get to receive the beautiful Torah. And as we all know that Kabbalah Satayra, although it happened once in history, it really continues to happen and it's brought down in many Svarim. That there's a special Shefa that comes down on these weeks when we read it. This week and in Parshas and, and, and then again on Shavuos, when we read this story, it's like we're living it again. But I believe when it comes to Kabbalah Satayra, we don't just live it once a year or twice a year. I think in, throughout our life, there's constant new Kabbalah Satayra. Because what was Kabbalah Satayra? Kabbalah Satayra was how the Jewish people became Am Yisrael. It was the the way we, we joined into this unbelievable relationship with HaKadosh Baruch Hu as His chosen people. And therefore a lifestyle came that we need to follow with the Torah and additional laws following. But what's so unique about Kabbalah Torah is that before Kabbalah Torah happened, the Pasuk tells us that Hashem says to Moshe, First I want you to go over to the Beis Yisrael. Who are the Beis Yisrael? Rashi tells, the, 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 Beis Yaakov, the Beis Yaakov is, says Rashi, Elu Hanoshim. Before you give over the Torah to the men, I want you to first go over to the women and share the Torah with them. And the question needs to be asked, why were the women given a sneak peek, preview of the Torah before the men? Women don't even have an obligation to learn Torah. And they're exempt from many mitzvahs. So why did the Torah, why did the Baruch Hu structure it? That they were the first ones to be told, to be notified, to be introduced to the mitzvahs. And Rabbeinu Bechai on the page writes something so profound. Rabbeinu Bechai explains that the reason why it was given to the women first, and why it was introduced to them first, writes Rabbeinu Bechai, is because Shoisho HaToyva Hisiba LaToyrah. He says, because a good woman is the reason for Torah Shiyechoyla LaHamshich HaZbeno LaBeis HaMedrish. She's going to be able to move her son, to motivate her son to go to learn. Because she's home more. And she has a compassion. Says All the education starts with the mothers at home. Not so with the fathers. Fathers don't have the same patience, the same time sometimes to be able to be available to convince their children to learn. But the mother, the women, says Rebbeinu B'chayi, they have this unbelievable ability and he says, Writes Rabbeinu B'chaya because of the special power, this uniqueness of the Jewish woman. It's correct and it's proper that the women should light Neirashat, when they light Shabbos, that they should daven, that the Hashem should give them children that will light up the world in Torah. Why now, says Rabbeinu B'chaya? Because now when you're doing a mitzvah, because when a person does a mitzvah, his tefillahs are that much stronger. This is the common practice that we know it's brought down in the Magen Avram, Lahalocha, that Jewish women throughout the world, when they light candles Friday night, they daven for the success of their children. Why? Says Rabbi Nebuchadnezzar, because the women's role is essential. Because when the women usher in the Shabbos, when they're ushering the Shabbos, it's just like when we usher in Kabbalah Satayra. We were exposing, we were introducing, we were setting the stage for a religious movement. We were setting the stage for a new lifestyle. 
And the Torah said, who is the best person to educate, to teach, to give over this new lifestyle? Those are the women. So Hashem came to the women first and said, listen, let me explain to you what Judaism is going to look like. And you educate the family. You give it over to your spouse. And you give it over to your children. And you pass it on into the home. And that's perhaps why when we talk about Neir Shabbos, Neir Shabbos is what brings in Shabbos. Shabbos is a different day. It's a different feeling. It's a different lifestyle. Who's the one that ushers in the Shabbos? The Isha, the woman. When she lights candles, she's the one who's ushering, she's teaching, she's educating, she's showing how a Shabbos should look, how a Shabbos should feel, what Shabbos is all about. And that's the connection, I believe, we have in this week's parasha. In the service of Dibbis, one of the service of Dibbis is Shabbos. Zochus Yom Shabbos, Likachay, make it holy. And the woman's role is to set the tone, just like you have by Kabbalah Satayra. They were the ones who set the tone, and they have this ability to motivate people much more subtly than the husbands. Sometimes men are much more blunt and forceful, but the women have a sweetness and the emus like the Rabbi Nebuchadnezzar says. And you can change the whole tone, the whole feeling of the home. And you can do the same thing with Shabbos. You can set Shabbos in emotion, in a way of feeling a real Shabbos, a spiritual Shabbos. And that's why this became such a special time with women throughout the world. Light Shabbos candles, but I think it's connected to this idea of Rabbein Bachaya. The same way they usher it in at Kabbal Satayra, they usher in every single Shabbos. This beautiful Neshama Yisera that we experience of Shabbos. But this Rabbein Bachaya is a very big achrayis on the women because they have this, this, this special talent to be able to convince their children, and I'd add into that their husbands as well. To go learn more and to be more spiritual and to grow more. He says beautifully, Rabbeinu Bechaya, they're able to be mamshich, to schlep their children to go learn. Right? Sometimes the father is the one who has to get the kids out of the house and it's like, come on, you got to go to school. And the mother does it so much more lovingly. You want to go to school. You want to be part of what's out there. But today, it's such a responsibility to be able to raise children. It's so hard. We need that ni'imus, that sweetness that can only come from a Jewish mother. In the year 2000, January 1st, 2000, the New York Times printed a very interesting paper. They wanted to have three front pages. And one front page would be a throwback to January 1st, 1900. One would be January 1st, 2000. And one would be a future, January 1st, 2100. And in the articles that were found in January 1st, 2100, they had remarkable made-up stories of what they think is going to be in the future. They have a story about robots, and they have a story about the Senate meeting virtually, which we saw came true through Zoom. And in the bottom left corner of the article, bottom left corner of an article that's supposed to be Al Shema Asid on the future, January 1st, 2100, it writes, and candle light, January 1st, 2100 is a Friday, and it writes left corner, candle lighting in New York for the Jewish women will take place at 438. PM, and outside New York, check your local listing. Amazing. So they asked the editor of the New York Times, why did you put this in? What was the impetus to write this? He said something so remarkable. He said, we don't really know what's going to happen in the year 2100. We made up all these fake stories. But the only thing we know with certainty in the year 2100, Jewish women will be lighting candles Friday night. What a profound statement. For two reasons. It shows the world the legacy of Klai Yisrael. We will continue through all the difficulties. But it's not just Klai Yisrael. It's that, it's that bond, that connection of the women being Madlik the Neiris. The women's role in the success and the continuation of Klai Yisrael. 
February 28, 2020, Bani Oilam introduced a new program. Those of you I'm sure are familiar with Bani Oilam, it's a program, it's an institution that works in infertility issues and trying to help Klai Yisrael continue to build for those who are having a difficulty conceiving children. And they started a program that they want to be able to provide services, want to be able to provide for couples, for 18,000 couples to go through an IVF series, which is extremely expensive. And they started with 18,000 people davening when they light candles for someone they don't know. Someone they never met. A couple, a name. A man and a wife, they don't even know who they are. And you give one dollar for tzedakah. And by doing this, you're able to A, give tzedakah, but more than anything, you're tapping into that Eitzratzim. To be able to to help someone else continue Klai Yisrael. And as of today, they're up to 40,000. Almost 40,193 uh, uh, 40, people are part of this program. Which means everyone's giving a dollar a week to be able to help a couple, 18,000 couples, go through. But to me, it's not just the money that they give. It's the time where they're davening. Where a from lady is lighting candles is davening for a family she doesn't know. For Jews she never met. But she's davening because she realizes it's now is the time for all women to gather together and make a difference in Kala Yisrael. The same way the women were the ones who ushered in Kabbalah Satera, HaKadosh Baruch says, you had this unbelievable power. For only a few seconds a week, when the candles are being lit, you have such a special power to daven for your children, like we mentioned earlier, but to daven for Hashem's children. And to be able to bring more children into the world. And to daven for all other needs of Kala Yisrael. If you know someone who's sick, you know someone who's suffering. It's now a special time. So the men are, are somewhat... Um, left out of this experience. And perhaps we should even look on with awe that you have a chance at this hour when we usher in Shabbos, when we take the mundane and make it holy, when we go from Chol to Kodesh, when we usher in the Neshama, you say, you the Neshama, so the coming of our generation have a chance to daven for your children and to daven for Hashem's children. It's such an amazing, amazing opportunity, but of course as well as a responsibility. That time is the time Yuchad, that time is designated for tefillah. So we have to remind ourselves that just like Kabbalah Satayra was ushered in with the sweetness, the ni'imis of the Nashim of that generation, every generation, and even more so in our generation, where there's so much temptation for children to sway, to, to stray, to go away, not to want to learn Torah. It's going to come from the home. And the Mepharshim point out, a child's success later on in yeshiva with teachers, rabbeim, and moras is so much dependent upon what he gets at home. Ask any educator. They could tell you the difference between a child who comes from a home where they're getting that help at home versus a child with a parent expecting everything to come from the yeshiva. As an educator and as a parent, I can tell you it's a team effort. We as parents work together with the educators. But the Mepharshim point this out that a child's success later on in life is so much dependent upon that early development of the chinuch he got or she got growing up in the home. From predominantly, is going to start from the mother. So as we read this week's parasha, let's remind ourselves. For our women listeners, remember, realize the role that you have is essential in grazing your children and grandchildren and great-grandchildren. That hashpa, that ni'imus, that sweetness that you give to them is forming the future of Klai Yisrael. As well as realizing the seconds, the moments you have every week, once a week to be the future, to create the future of Klai Yisrael. To daven for Klai Yisrael at a time that the tefillahs are so powerful in Hashem. All of our Noshim Sitkani should use that time wisely to daven for their family and for those that are in need in Mitzvah Shem, Baruch Hu should hear your tefillahs. Akash Baruch Hu should send us the Geula 
we should be at a time where the whole our whole day is Shabbos. Yom Shekul is Shabbos. Our whole life will be like a Shabbos. Mr. Shem, we should be zayich to greet Mashiach. Have a wonderful Shabbos.